What am I going to do today? Well, that's what most people, when they see becoming a doctor, let's just take that for instance, they see this giant mountain they have to climb. Correct. They yes. look at the mountain and they're like, that's too much work. I'm not going to do that. Yeah. That's, there's a, the things that are easier. I'm not going to do that. And they stop. They won't even take a step towards the mountain, let alone try to climb the mountain. That's a good point. A lot of young people, I, I encourage you, you only have 24 hours. You only have today. Yeah, okay. That's right. So what are you going to do today to move towards what God is pushing you for? You know, for me, every day was closer to being a doctor. Every day that's was right. closer to being where I was going to wind up being. Yeah, that's huge. And that's, that was Great how advice. I approached each day. Perspective. I yeah. I didn't look at this giant mountain that I had to climb because I knew I was going to climb it anyways. That's right. I was going to climb that mountain anyways. I wound up uh, just taking 24 hours, what I can do today, work out, get good rest, go out the next day and hit it hit again. Hit it hard. Hit it as hard hit as you hard. can again. Yeah. And do that every day. And then guess what? You've already climbed the mountain. You're looking down. You're like, wow. Welcome back to another episode of Kingdom Heirs, where faith meets business, inspiring the kingdom-minded entrepreneur. In today's episode, we're going to talk about how a poor boy goes to owning four freestanding emergency room departments. Today, we have Dr. Daniel Wagner joining us. Uh, thank you for being here. Sure, sure, James. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. It's uh, you know, it's always fun. You and I, uh, whenever we get together, we like to uh, we like to laugh. Yeah. And so we yeah. just spent the past five minutes or ten laughing. Yeah. So, um, but I'm glad that we were able to do at this ourselves. With, at ourselves. At ourselves. And, thank goodness. Yeah. Yeah. So. It's, <laughs> <laughs> so Daniel Wagner, uh, he he's he's quite a success story. Uh, you are quite a success story, and as an entrepreneur. I think uh, what we'd like to know is, you know, how did you go from your beginning, right? How you started in life yep. and, and in life, what, what did you think when you were a young man? What did you think your life would hold and your journey from that moment to where you're sitting now um, as a, uh, I'm slightly envious that you're partially retired. You do most hunting, <laughs> fishing, and loving every day, according to that country song. Correct, uh, you're kind of correct. the epitome of that uh, that country song. Um, but how do you go from go from you know not being a great student to medical school, passing the boards? You're you're, you're in, in line to be twenty five hundred steps along the way. In the twenty five hundred steps along the way, <laughs> you, you're you're in line in one of the the largest hospitals, the largest hospital in our city, to become medical director at age thirty three. Yes. Yes. to deciding what route you want to go and from there to owning four freestanding emergency, emergency room departments. Yes. I mean, that's yes. quite a story. Yes. Fill us in. Well, I'll tell you, James, I had I thought when I was a child that I would be where I am today, it would be just beyond what I ever had dreamed of. So from looking at Daniel's size, I just want to say this. He is the size of the most NFL football players. Uh, so <laughs> did you have in your sights... Already broke your chair. I, do you, <laughs> uh, he, don't worry, he did buy the chair after he broke it. Uh, but, but, you know, trajectory, like what did you see? What did you see as a young man for your life? I had a drive in me that initially was sparked up by something that captivates a lot of people okay corpus christi is a navy town there you go and so when i was a young child six, six seven eight years old i went to the air show with my parents come on yeah and sure enough i see these beautiful planes loud fast cool and i'm like wow you saw the blue angels i'm like i think i kind of want to do that that's kind of like fun that's that's really neat and so that was that was the beginning of a dream in me um, that ultimately got me to go to college. Yeah, that's good. And uh, it, it, I didn't realize it at the time, but it was a dream that God had put in my heart to literally, there's no other way to do that for most people. 90 yeah. plus percent of pilots are, are college graduates. Very small amounts can go in from enlisted, but not very many at all. Well said, yeah. And it forced me to, as a young young man, I need to go to college. Yeah, I but wouldn't that have just been your pathway anyway from your family? Like, wouldn't that have just been like the next step? Normally, yes, but nobody in my family had gone to college before. Okay. And so that hurdle of the unknown from going from high school to college, 
if you've never had somebody in your life that's real close to you that that's done that yeah you don't have yeah. that experience. It's the unobtainable, uh, the unreachable. Yeah. You yeah. know, you, you're sitting next to your uncle that's got a, a degree in something. You can ask him. You can, oh, okay, uncle, like? my How'd uncle did there? this, you know? Yeah, well said. I didn't I didn't have a lot of people in my life like that. I mean, they were hard workers. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, of course. They were hard workers. But uh, it, college was never a, a large aspiration for them. For me, trying to get into that cockpit of that cool, you know, fast jet in the Navy, I had to go to college. So my right. mentality initially when I was young was like, I'm going to college, I'm going to college, I'm going to college, I don't care what I need to do, I'm going to college. Right, that's good. And so that that really got my mentality set up there. Right before that though, right before I actually graduated high school, there was a young man in my life that was in the same grade as I was. Mm -hmm. And we were about to graduate and he said, I think I'm gonna go into medical school, I'm gonna be a doctor. And he starts throwing numbers around. And he's like, yeah, I'm gonna make X, Y, Z number. You know, for for a lay person that's never heard of how much physicians make, that's yeah. like, wow, yeah. how much do they make? This is back in the 90s, right? Yeah, Late, this is 90, 90s? I graduated in 94, so okay. this is like 93, 94. Yeah. And uh, to make six figures, the possibility of six figures back then was like to a young man yeah. who, you know, we had houses repossessed in the past. We'd yeah. rent, you know, frequently. Um, that was for me a, almost a sign of like, wow, this is almost like a bulletproof. I can't fail if I get here. There you go. Yeah. But at the same time, I was like only nerds. Or doctors, come on! Yeah. I'm definitely not a nerd. You know, I'm barely making it. In college, I can agree. High school. You're, you're not a nerd. I, I was making it. I barely making it to high school. You know, and uh, you know, God had put that through that young man. He put that little seed. Yeah, the seed was planted in my heart. That's okay. good. So, I start going to college. My first year of college, I went to Texas and in Kingsville. All right, mm -hmm. and I had a decent scholarship. All right, Exxon Mobil was paying for most of it. That's a big deal. And I was going to be a chemical engineer. You know, that was going to be my pathway to get into the Navy through go. chemical engineering. Well, calculus changed that for me. <laughs> calculus won. <laughs> I quickly realized that the mathematics for being an engineer were just going to go higher and higher. Yes. And my skill set for mathematics suddenly dwindled. Come on. Yeah. And I get so that. I. Um, I changed my mind about chemical engineering and decided to go to pre-medicine when I talked to a guy named Paul Marconi, friend of mine, real cool guy, real cool guy. He goes, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be a cardiologist. I think I'm going to run cardiology. I'm going to run cardiology. Uh, and, and, and I was like, you? If, if that guy could run cardiology, there's... Yeah, Come I could. On. I could at least do cardiology. I have to say, so a little bit of envy personally, seeing a friend of mine pursuing what ultimately I would wind up doing, that pushed me into okay. I'm definitely not going to be an engineer anymore. I'm switching majors. I have to say this real quick. That has been my personal fuel in my life. When I look at another guy and I look what he's doing, uh -huh. and I'm like. If he can do it, and I'm looking at the <laughs> guy, I'm like it. if he can do it, and you get to talk to him, you know, especially yeah. that's why it's great when you get to like get a moment to like engage with people. Yeah, and it's, this isn't this is not a knock. Yeah, this is yeah, like yeah. if this guy can figure that out, why can't I figure that out? It's just my fuel. It gets me excited, and it puts me in that trajectory. I'm gonna I'm gonna figure it out. Iron sharpens iron. That's a great James. that's a great point. I think that was part of it, and I didn't realize Proverbs it at the 27, time. Verse 17. Yeah. Iron sharpens iron. Yeah. Yeah. So he had scraped off that edge of chemical engineering in me. That's good. And now here's the crazy part, okay? Because, uh, you know, love my folks. They were doing everything they could to help me in Absolutely. college. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, probably no far way. better than where they were at from their where their parents, right? Correct. That, that continual launch Correct. pad. Yeah. For, they were for, always supportive. They were always yeah. loving. Um, financially, there was limited funds to be able to help. Sure. So I come home with this crazy idea of I'm not going to be a chemical engineer anymore. I'm going to transfer to Texas A&M Corpus Christi, where they had a little bit larger of a program for pre-medicine. And I felt bad because I could have stayed on at Texas A&M Kingsville and done the same thing sure. and let Exxon pay for it. But I felt bad. 
I was like, I'm probably taking somebody's scholarship wow. that really wants to be a chemical engineer Makes sense. and can't yeah. make it. Right, right. So you know what? I'm going to give up my scholarship. I'm going to transfer schools. That's a faith. That's a faith move. And I don't know any idea of how I'm going to wind up paying for this. Wow. <laughs> so my, I came home and told my parents and they thought it was crazy. That is crazy. Yes. It is crazy. It, it, what it did was. you have lined up? Did you have anything lined up at that point to pay for it? I had a credit card for my first class for zoology that I put zoology. on a credit card where you get the free t-shirt, you know, for signing up for this, you know, credit card. They, they need to bring those perks back. Yeah. <laughs> free t-shirt. Free t-shirt. Yes. Welcome to your debt. Free t-shirt. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. It. Yeah, it was a it. nice shirt. Come on. It was really nice. It went with a lot of things. But uh, yeah, yeah. So I decided to, at that point, transfer schools um, and the uh, incentive with a friend to push myself into pre-medicine. At that point, being a pilot faded mm-hmm. and being a doctor increased Got significantly. It. And at this point, you're what, 20? I was about 19, almost okay. 20 years old. Pivotal times. Yeah. <clears throat> so I walked into my first class that I paid for with a credit card, 400 bucks at the time, four or 500 bucks. <laughs> And my parents, my parents were still mad. They yeah. still didn't understand. Yeah, they still come on, didn't man. Do any what are you that. doing? And I met Doctor Chopin, okay, zoology professor. That was my first class into dedicated. I'm going to be a doctor no matter what, you know. And I was fired up. Well, Doctor Chopin saw a fire in this kid. That's not knows kid that paid for his class with, with a credit, credit card. card. <laughs> I love this. And she said, you know, I see you're very optimistic about my problem. You're doing really well with grades. You're very enthusiastic about this. I need a research assistant to help with some of these projects that I'm doing. Dude. Would you mind helping? It's paid position. And it's a paid position. And That's I'm like, a big deal. Yeah, wow. Um, yeah. So, you know, a faith, talk about a faith step going from Kingsville, giving up a scholarship. Sounds crazy. It is to crazy. start yeah, it is crazy. one credit card. Meet that one person, that one professor that paves the way for you. Wow. Uh, ultimately, Dr. Chopin would be instrumental in me getting into medical school. I didn't know that at the time. I just right. knew that she was a cool teacher and that she had uh, really awakened in me the the scientist in yes, me yes. To, to pursue medicine. And That's a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. And a way to pay for it. Pay for your class. Your yes. first class. So that first, uh, you know, first semester, ultimately picking up those tabs, went from a 3.0 to a 4.0 that next semester because I was just, at that point, it would, the fire was lit. I was on fire and nothing was going to stop me from going to medical school at that point, at least it. in my mind. Yeah, of course. I didn't know how it was going to happen. I didn't know which way it was going to happen. I don't know which state, but wow. I knew I was going to do that, become a physician as as a profession. So you go from 20 years old, 19, 20 years old, making the making the change. A lot a lot of students do this. They'll make a, you know, they have a, you know, they're in high school, they set their trajectory and then in their middle of it. And they have this like epiphany moment, like yes. I really want to do that. Yes. Right. But but you, the thing that you had was you had the full ride at that point or a partial ride to get you there. Was it a full ride or a partial? It, it paid for most of my expenses. Wow. I mean, I had yeah, to so pay for my books, but that's 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 yeah. pretty much a full ride. Yeah. At that point, you're like, no. Nope, medical. Yes. I'm going to make that that detour. I mean, let's go medical. And at that point, boots and all. Yes. Buckle up. We're going to make it happen. Buckle up. And I'm going to pay for it somehow. You're going to figure out a way to pay for it. We're going to figure this point out. I don't know how to do it yet, but I'm going to do it anyways. That's huge. <laughs> That's such a big deal. So it, it, yeah. it, it, so at this point, you've got a walking relationship with God. Like what's your, at this point, you're, you're engaged. Like what, I mean, most as, people don't just take blind risks, <laughs> right? As a young man, you know, trying to follow Christ. Of course, I'm following Christ the whole time. Um, you want to uh, Christ has given us so much right that to not give your 100% into something would i in my mentality was was shortchanging Christ on his investment in me that's good and i wanted to do everything i could from a not only an ambitious standpoint and in a financial standpoint to improve my plight but right, right. to uh, in essence prove to god that I'm going to trust you. I'm going to have faith in what you're calling me to do because ultimately I still loved the idea of flying in college. I still had that kind of as a background. Now right, right. it moved to the background, but it was still kind of there. 
Of course. So <clears throat> I tried to, and I wound up becoming what's called a telemetry technician from my research um, relationships that I had with the research department and other people. Right. I got into uh, a local hospital and was able to become what's called a telemetry technician and work full-time and go to school full-time and pay for college. Wow. This so those hospital, are those connections. Those are those connection points. Absolutely. You work on the research team and you're a part of it and they're like, hey, we like you. You know what? You do really over here. We know they have a need over here. And Correct. And it's they so well networking is yeah. so important. Yes. From a young age. Yes. Young age. And having the right attitude, I think, because I was always ambitious. I was always really happy to be there yeah. because the next day I'm closer to being a doctor. The next day I'm being closer to being a doctor. Come okay, on. what am I going to do today? I'm almost there. What am I going to do today? Well, that's what most people, when they see becoming a doctor, let's just take that for instance. They see this giant mountain they have to climb. Correct. They yes. look at the mountain and they're like, that's too much work. I'm not going to do that. Yeah. That's, there's a, the things that are easier. I'm not going to do that. And they stop. They won't even take a step towards the mountain, let alone try to climb the mountain. That's a good point. So really good point. A lot of young people, I, I encourage you, you only have 24 hours. You only have today. Yeah, okay. That's right. So what are you going to do today to move towards what God is pushing you for? You know, for me, every day was closer to being a doctor. Every day that's was right. closer to being where I was going to wind up being. Yeah, that's huge. And that's that was Great how advice. I approached each day. Perspective. I yeah, I didn't look at this giant mountain that I had to climb because I knew I was going to climb it anyways. That's right. I was going to climb that mountain anyways, but I wound up uh, just taking twenty four hours. What I can do today, work out, get good rest, go out the next day and hit, hit it, it again. hard. Hit it as hard hit as you hard. can again. Yeah. And do that every day. And then guess what? You've already climbed the mountain. You're looking down. You're like, wow. So you got your, you had your residency. By when were you licensed? So I was, uh, I graduated when, uh, in 1998. Okay. Uh, I was right around 21 at the time, almost 22. Um, and actually 21. And I got into uh, three different medical colleges. I initially, the big hurdle of getting into medical school is to get into one is like, wow, yeah, I got in, deal. I got in. Um, one of the biggest hurdles I, I hear young people talk about is the statistic of how many applicants there are for spots. Mm, sure. And that completely demoralizes most people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, then I'm not going to get picked. I'm not, not going to pick. Picked. I, NASA takes 5,000, one candidate for 5,000. I'm not even going to apply to NASA. Yeah. I'm not even going to apply to this prestigious school have a really good cover letter yeah <laughs> you know and it's like you know don't discourage yourself with that yeah. if you want to go to that nasa program and do that nasa program put it in come on apply that's it get up hit it hard apply don't let anything stop you come on yeah. and uh, you know statistics to me are just stepping stones to jump over well said there's another thing to jump that's let's right. go let's get this so you're now you get into you have three options so i, I have three options i i got into believe it or not i got into university of texas houston university of texas health science center houston uh texas college of osteopathic medicine in fort worth and university of texas medical branch in galveston did you put any outside of the state or three, just, just stay within texas within texas because um looking at the cost at the time I realized if I was going to go out of state, I would pay out of state tuition, out of sense. state stuff like that, or Makes private. Sense. I didn't even apply to privates because I didn't want the debt that would come along with oh, it. This is good advice. Yeah. I mean, good advice to yeah. the point. If you're going to do it, be mindful of the incurred expense Absolutely. to get there. Right? Absolutely. Because I was trying to be as, as responsible, uh, limitedly, as responsible as I could financial from the financial standpoint. Right. Because I don't want to come out of medical school at that point. My mentality was I don't want to come out of there you know, three or four hundred thousand dollars worth debt. of debt. Come on, yeah. Uh, day one. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> as soon as you graduate, you okay. Here's four hundred thousand dollars. You're gonna have to pay for the next twenty years or whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's a big mortgage. Yeah, it's yeah. A mortgage payment. And so um, I had to decide which place I wanted to go. All of which were great. Mm -hmm. All these programs that I'm talking about are great. But um, this is a crazy story. Come on, we like crazy stories. Okay, so I went into these different medical schools. Okay, and at the time, uh, my soon-to-be wife and I, we worked out all the time. We'd run, we'd, we'd swim, we'd exercise literally every day. 
And so we were known as the workout couple. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you were those guys. Yeah. The workout couple. Okay. So we were working out all the time. And one of the things I looked at at each of these facilities at each of these medical schools was the weight room the gym what did the gym look yeah, like come on okay now i went to one of them i'm not gonna say which one but the rates were rusty you know it's a really <laughs> small rec facility really small if you call it you gotta that. step it up medical schools and uh i was like obviously there's not many people using this equipment i don't think i like that okay <laughs> and then I, yeah i had done a summer program in one of the other ones I love and it. that was very it's a, it's a very nice facility and then i went to utmb in galveston and i walk into this beautiful gym that's brand new all this beautiful equipment not all these yet. cool people in there actually using the equipment Come on. and i'm like okay if this school invests enough into the students to get them this type of gym yeah you can tell that they're you know a wellness of this the student is there that's right yeah well said they're, not think, they're thinking about the whole person at that point they were they were and they really wanted to take care of not only you as a student but the, your, your spouse uh and uh we wound up choosing university of texas medical branch in galveston because of their their facility <laughs> Their, their workout facility. I love it. I tell you what, yeah. man, there's little things that in the end, we all have little things that help us to make our decisions, right? Yeah, yeah. You can't just, it's not just based on dollars or cents or, you know, it's, there's little things that, because we're a whole person. Yes, yes. And not, not to mention, you know, I don't want to minimize the fact that, you know, the Holy Spirit is pushing you in certain directions that's, as well. And that's, and that's my point. You're is praying that, for at it. At some point, you know you know what indicator he's going to use. Yeah. There's certain indicators that he'll use to... My litmus test, I guess, at that point had go. been the weight facilities. That's, that's <laughs> I love that. It turned out really well. That and the fishing, of course, was right there. It's yeah, on the beach. Yeah, the salt life. Yeah. yeah the very salty life. a big part of at the time. The... Um, so you're you're now you're going through, you get to the point where you're in Galveston. You had your sights coming back home to Corpus Christi. Now this is uh, when it comes to medical school. You usually have four years of medical school. Mm -hmm. Very rarely you have three and three, um, but most of them ninety eight plus percent of these programs are four years of medical school. Mm -hmm. So you're talking two years of book studying for the first two years you're right. doing molecule cells tissues gross anatomy you're looking at you know cadavers you're actually looking at body parts you're looking at x-rays you're learning what this cell respiration is okay what does pathology look like okay what does this bone look like under a microscope right you know learning to be a doctor those first two years the third and fourth year are really split up so that you can figure out what you want to do in the future. Sure. There's a lot of different paths to choose in medicine. Radiology, you can work, uh, you know, operate on people. You can be a radiologist. You can be a pathologist and not mess with anybody. Right. Psychiatrist. I mean, you can be, uh, uh, there's uh, so many different fields to choose from. In the third year, you get exposure to a lot of them. Yeah. Internal medicine, pediatrics. The crazy thing was I liked a little bit of a lot of them. Sure. But not enough for me to be like, like, wow, the psychiatry is really cool. <laughs> you, know? you know, it was neat. It was really neat with some of the things that we're doing. But I was like, uh, I, I don't see myself being a psychiatrist. Great point. That's, yeah. that's a great point. You, you, you had to decide, yeah. were you going to specialize? Were you going to be a generalist? Yeah. And, yeah. and is that what happened? Essentially, what wound up happening is I didn't even look into emergency medicine because it wasn't big on my radar at the time. Mm -hmm. General surgery, anesthesia, um, radiology, all of these were kind of big, ophthalmology, yeah. uh, and all of these were kind of looming. Uh, you know, Once you decide you want to try to pursue something, you have to find a residency in it. Got it. And the more competitive, the harder it is that you have to do on these tests and be more competitive with your class. And so, so you have higher rankings in your class. You have higher rankings. Right. Everything is a competition in medical school. And is there a sabotage in, in medical school? I've heard about it, but I've <laughs> not independently confirmed it. Can we talk more about it? <laughs> the cutthroat yeah. of medical I've, school. You know, I've, I've never really heard about that. Yeah. So to the point, I think that would be kind of interesting oh, yeah. case studies of the sabotage that takes place. But so you then make a decision to go ER. I work, I went to the emergency department in UTMB. Okay. I went down there and I did a rotation and from day one, 
it was like I was hearing music, you know, classical music for the first time. You know, in rolls this lady that's completely unconscious. And I see this guy, this doctor, whirl in there and intubates and starts doing chest compressions and starts doing, you know, he's pushing this drug, that drug. The nurses are working hard. They're shocking. And I was like, okay, I think I found it's, something. I'm certain that I'm not the only one at this moment in, in the show who's recognizing uh, Daniel's connection to jet fuel and the ER. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Acceleration. There is never. Adrenaline. Adrenaline. Let's go. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. So I walk in, and of course, you go from that awesome setup, you know, where you're, I wouldn't say awesome. Of course, somebody's dying. No, no, no. We get it. But we get from it. A, from a medical standpoint. There you go. You're like, all right, let's go. Systems you've got go. Seconds yeah. to operate, seconds to move, seconds to decide which medicine to give. Yeah, that's right. That was fuel yes, to me that's for it. sure. That's what I can see. The correlation is right there. And so I was like, wow, okay, I think I'm going to be an emergency medicine doc. You, you know, can be in the jets blowing stuff up, or you can be in the ER putting it all back together. Figuring, figuring out which one to do. Come you on. Know? I love yeah. that. That's good. <laughs> so, so, yeah. so, you, so you then have that experience. I have you, that experience. I finally find out specifically what type of physician I want to be, because ultimately you have to choose a field that you're going to go into. Right. Everybody has to choose a field. That's right. And if, whether it be family practice for a lot, or pediatrics, or ophthalmology, or... or Everybody at the time wanted orthopedic surgery. You want to break bones, you want to saw them, and you want to crack, you know, get together, and they make a lot of money. You know, that's you would have made a lot of money on me as a kid. A bone, broke, broke a ton of bones. Bone crusher. Yeah. They say, do you on. don't want to be a bone crusher? Come on. You're that, that size of guy. <laughs> and I was like, no, nah, it's just not for me. I like bones. I like setting shoulders, pulling shoulders back into socket. I love stuff like that. But to do it, yeah. I, emergency medicine for me was... Everything. You had it your was hands kids, on everything. You it was geriatrics. It was, you know, one of my friends had put it another way, who was also an ER physician. He said, when you need a doctor, who are you calling? I need an ER doc. I, I, I'm not calling. Where's Where's the radiologist? No. Right. You know, well, where's yeah. my, you know, where's my internal medicine? Yeah. You know, yeah. not to downplay no, those get it. at all. No, no, but, to, to, your, no, but all. to your point. You want somebody that can think fast on yeah, their feet. Yes. And, uh, yeah. That was that was for me. It was emergency medicine. I love that. So then fast forward, you get to apply for medical school. I mean, not medical school, uh, residencies. Right. And I, uh, at the time, Texas was a little bit behind the Northeast when it comes to education for emergency physicians. Mm -hmm. So I applied to all these faraway places and, uh, you know, Henry Ford in Detroit, Kalamazoo, Michigan, um, Jacksonville, Florida. Jeez, wow, yeah. Um, uh, the gamut, all over I'm the place. I remember all the other ones. There was one in um, New York that had nine feet of snow, and I was like, I can't do that. Yeah, you don't, you're not missing it. Sunny anything. New York or something, some program in New York. I think it was uh, Saginaw, no, it wasn't Saginaw, but uh, New York. I turned down that one. Stony Hill? It was uh, right on the lake. It was right by the lake. There's a lake that has a lot uh, of snow. For those of you who are from New York, you know that there's about 10,000 lakes <laughs> with with lots of snow. <laughs> oh, my. Syracuse. It was Syracuse. Yes. It had to be Syracuse. Great basketball, by the way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good basketball. Oh, yeah. Lots very of cold. snow, too. Very cold, very snow. A lot of snow. Very, yeah. Basketball and snow. So you make, so you make the decision, I, ER is where you're headed. Yes. It's where you connected. It's where you knew that you would be in your happy place Absolutely. at any moment. And Absolutely. you would be alert, and it's like this is octane. Yes. I just want to. I just want to make that connection point back to the jets as a kid. Yeah, you're like I want to fly jets. Yeah, because of the the rush that came from that whole experience, and you're like you're now yeah. moving into a direction where it is. It's an octane. It's like adrenaline. It is. You've got to move quick. You got to move fast. You got to be accurate, yes. precise. Yes. Super cool. Like there's that correlation. And the ability to communicate with people in a, in a, a rapid form yeah. so that you can figure out specifically what's going on with them in the shortest amount of time. That's right. And so you, you use whatever trick in the book, you know, with the kids, you know, you come in like doing the little, you know, a clown. Wow, what's going on? You know? <laughs> Is that you where know, you get your funniness from? On. You got to play with all these with kids? your patients. <laughs> got to have fun with your patients. Come and on. I think, you know. it's, it, yeah. To your point, <laughs> we're, we're experiencing like trauma. We're experiencing like a really something crazy. Yeah. You know, and, and, and everything shouldn't be just stoic and morbid. 
right? There should be a way to somehow bring some 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 type of uh, sunlight back into that situation. Nobody wants to work stoic and morbid, to be honest with you. I believe it. Yeah. So uh, the environment that you go into, you have to have some fun in yeah. as well. So well said. It's true. Yeah. Uh, I, I've I've frequented your um, freestanding ER departments uh, on several occasions, um, and I have always found that it's always the, a bad day when that happens. It, by the way, you know, for you, fingers getting cut <laughs> off, something's going on, you know, and uh, fevers, uh, of fevers, origin. something, something. <laughs> and I always, I want to say that you have done a great job with bedside manner with your team. They have excellent bedside manner and everyone my wife and I always walk out of there we're like these guys just do it really really well I mean then I see the bill but I'm like I'm like I name drop you but it doesn't work but they're like yeah yeah everybody knows this guy no no do no deal for you but it, the 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 manner that these guys attend yeah is awesome and so I think that that is probably one of the reasons why TLC has done so well uh and TLC is the name of your uh, is the name of your ERs but what is yes. TLC what, well, what, what is that name? Is, is it? Ultimately, ultimately, during my early career in an emergency department, I was exposed to some teachings and some books by Robert Kiyosaki, who's big into entrepreneurship. Yes. If you've read any of his books, they're contagious. I yeah. highly recommend it, by the Rich way. Rich Dad, Poor Dad is probably his most famous. Of course. Written in the late 80s. Late 90s. Late, early 90s, late early 80s. 90s. Yeah. Well, I read it. I read it very early. I was 18 and I read it. Yeah. Very good book. Very. It, it got me to, it was that epiphany moment in your mind where you're like, okay, my mind doesn't work like this. Yeah. I need to change my mind to think like this now. Change my thinking. Yeah. And that paradigm shift that you have in your mind for me was happening right when I was getting close to finishing residency. Yeah. And pretty much the infancy of what's called freestanding emergency departments in Texas, at least. Yeah. Had not kicked off yet. It was very, you guys are one of the first ones in town doing it. Yeah. The very thought process of having an emergency department that's not connected to a hospital was new at the time. Yeah, it was. There yeah. was a few people in Dallas doing it, and I vividly remember praying about it because I saw these guys and I saw how successful they were. Yeah. And then I saw some other physicians that weren't as successful from that standpoint. Yeah. And from an entrepreneurship, mean, seeing that, that was a, another Marconi moment for me. Right. You know, the fuel on the fire. Oh, that's what I want to do. Like, why not? And so I... Phys I, I named the prayer. I said, Lord, I want to be a freestanding ER owner. I don't want to be an employee. I want to be an owner. What year was this? 2005. So at this, this is point... right when I was about to finish residency. Wow. Okay. So, okay. So that's in... kind of a big statement. You hadn't, even, been... you hadn't even like actively served yet full-time capacity in any of the hospitals other than a residency. Other than a residency and doing some moonlighting, that's which good. I did a, mo a moonlit. I knew what I was getting into. Yeah. 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 And uh, it was exciting. It was fun. But I knew that ultimately it inside, if I didn't scratch the entrepreneurial it, side of it, yeah, that's right. I would be feeling left out. I it felt well said. Like I would not have been able to reach where I wanted to reach. Yeah, no, there's a lot of guys and gals that have that thought process a lot. Yeah. They're like, oh, what if I could have, I would have, I should have. They have I don't these. Want that. I don't it, want it, those regrets, right? Because then, it, <laughs> then it, it, it's it's linked to regret. Yes. And and then the question is, well, you know, you were a young guy when you got in. You know, we had a previous episode. We had a, uh, my daughter who was seventeen when she got into business. We've had previous people, but I'm an old guy. I'm an old lady. I, I've I've already served. I've already put my time in. But I missed my. Did I miss my moment? I think the question is, at what time can you get into entrepreneurship? Well, you can you can look at other people's examples, and then oftentimes what I do is, for me, it wasn't so much a, a regret of not doing it. Didn't I you did have it. to go put twenty years in first before you can launch into your own thing? That's that's I initially. Mean, right? Initially, though, it was the same thought process inhibiting me going into business that had inhibited me from trying to go to medical school. There you go. This is from good. Trying to go to college, it was yeah. the same barrier that I saw, and I'm like. Uh -uh. I've seen this before. There I'm going to go. jump that barrier. There's no barrier. That's not a barrier. That's a perceived barrier. I'm going over that. Perceived. That's right. Because I've already jumped over those other two hoops in the past. Well and said. That, that, confidence that begets confidence. Success begets success. Yes. It's just you set the goal, you hit the goal. Well, that's success. Whatever the goal was, 
It's building success upon success. Right. Yes. Yeah. Well done. Absolutely. So you so you spend your time you spend your time at was it uh, which hospital did you join here in Corpus Christi? Uh, There's there's two large hospital facilities. I was the one with the the trauma facility. Okay. I don't know if you can say the name or yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. I was part of the 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 Christus Spawn. Okay. Christus Spawn. That's a that's a large network. That's a big group. Yes. Yes. So I worked at Shoreline. I worked at Spawn South predominantly, Mm -hmm. and I worked at uh, Spawn Memorial when it was open. Right, and I had the, the experience to work with multiple teams, multiple physicians, multiple nursing staff. Absolutely, and uh, I was able to, uh, for one aspect of my career, experience different environments right. of of care in the same city, yeah. which I'm, I'm grateful for because I was able to meet a lot of people Maybe that would wind so. up helping me achieve my goals in the future. Yeah, you're very well networked. So yeah, yeah, your, your circle's pretty big. Uh, which is which is which is huge. To that point, it's because you've kind of put yourself out there as you're very approachable, you're friendly, you're personable, right? Most people have no idea that you're a doctor, right? Yeah. And, and yeah. I think that's that's made it. Quite frankly, in my opinion, is that you're you're very uh, pleasant to be with, mm-hmm. in the sense that um, you, know, you get around some educated people, highly educated people. Yes. And it's, it's very stuffy. it's very stuffy. You took the words out of my mouth. It's very yeah. stuffy. Absolutely. And, and I've been they know, a lot of them. And they know more than me. <laughs> yeah. And I know that. And they definitely know that. And they flex that. Yeah. And it's it's kind of like mm, it very off putting. It is very off putting. It is. is and, it, it just good to me that immediately puts me into what insignificance uh, in their life are they trying to compensate for? Well said. It's so true, right? And and yeah. so I think I think that. Um, you know, to, to be that, that kingdom mindset of, look, every opportunity I have, I just want to share share Jesus with people through love, Absolutely. through kindness, through acceptance. Mm-hmm. And, and even as we become more successful, and again, success is based on your own standard of what you deem success, Correct. right? Correct. Um, at that point, it's like, you know what? Let's let's talk about it. You know, even you being yeah. here today just to share your, your story with yeah. us and with the listeners is like, no, it's an open book. Anybody can really have the success um, if they desire this, they yeah. can achieve it. But great point. You don't look at it as the mountaintop. Yeah. That's where you're getting to. Just look yeah. at it as step one, step two, day by day. We all have 24 hours to work with. That's it. It's not like, you know, I get a couple extra hours to do this no, and become right. a doctor and look down on people. So true. You know, I don't, uh, yeah, we all have 24 hours to we work with. We all have 24 with. hours. And what do, we, what do we choose to do with it is, is really the key question. Looking at how you've... You've transitioned mm-hmm. in in your career early on. I love that you said you said this early on. You saw you saw what what was beginning to become something. You're like, you know what? I mean, I really don't have to put 20 years in with this system or or this group. Mm-hmm. You know, I could I don't have to have my first retirement to go do my second thing I really want to do. Why don't I just set my sights on that? You know, work through the channels that I have to get to the point where I have uh-huh. I'm ready. This, this this fledgling, at the time, fledgling uh, career path or, or right. entrepreneurship path Mo- wasn't there most for pe- most people. Most people would have said, dude, just get the medical director role and camp, make yeah. huge amounts of money and yeah. and and uh, just be an employee. Yeah. Why and not? Why not? That's the safe bet. That's the safe route. And you'll make lots of money. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's like. Yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, so so when why you, why would you, you actually... take the risk of taking on a business and debt and and overhead and da 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 da? Why would you take that risk versus just camping with the sure bet? They might not show up. I may fail. <laughs> I may lose all the money I just put into this business. So true, man. I don't. Uh, these are all the little nagging thoughts I had in my mind. Of course, yeah, we all. When do. I was we praying about this, yeah. honestly, I prayed about this big time because what wound up happening is uh, to start TLC. Um, meant that I had to jump ship from where I was comfortable. Making good money. Where I had known all the nursing staff, yeah. known all the workers, known all the, you know, all the people that make these facilities great. The systems were good. Yeah, I yeah. knew I, I knew how to work within those systems. Yeah. And it was comfortable. Right. And it was easier. And just show no up, everything's already there. And everything's already no going. Yeah, you just show up and everything's running. They spring on me at 33, just about the time I was going to make up my mind to do TLC. They spring on me. We want you to be the medical director for this facility. And I thought about it and thought about it and thought about it. And it was like literally the epitome of being part of a employee-based 
emergency physician, this was going to be the best that you can do. Uh, yeah. Administrative this standpoint, this yeah. is moving up the chain. At, at what age? <laughs> 33. Oh, my goodness. And that's to be a, a part huge of a deal. large facility. And it was big. I mean, because I, I, I really struggled with that one because I didn't know whether or not God had called me to do TLC or not. At well the time, said. I was really back and forth because it's 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 a knot of confidence and it let's be straight with it an ego boost at 33 to yeah. be a medical director Dude, for that, a, that's what i'm saying it's a, a big major deal. facility absolutely and you know it was very tempting very tempting so for three days i couldn't sleep i could not sleep on that decision specifically for three days and i said lord you're gonna have to give me something you're gonna have to show me something because i don't know whether or not you want me to do this yeah. this may be where you're pointing me sure i don't know right right and I go to, of all places, Feeding of the 5,000, where Jesus looks at Philip. And in my mind, I had been looking at the cost of starting a facility. Of course. Yeah. Big bucks. Expensive. Big bucks. Scary. Dangerous. Oh, my gosh. Risky. I could, Risky I could lose all of the money. that I, Nobody shows up. I, I'm out. I go <laughs> flat on my face. Yeah. You know, all of no these. No customers for you. Yeah. I, I, I'm thinking of all the things that could go wrong. Yeah. And then I hear Jesus say to Philip, feed him. You feed him. It's going to take six months of a man's wages to get everybody a Come bite. On. Yeah. Which meant, you know, I, I was walking Philip's steps at that point. It's going to be so much money, I can't even feed all of these people, let alone, uh, how are you going to meet this need? I don't know. Yeah. God was showing me, you walk out in faith, you take what you've got, I'm going to bless you. Come on. And I can tell you, gosh, retrospectively now, I'm so glad I chose the, uh, our own facility at that point. Yeah. And I went in gung-ho. I slept. I felt really good about it. And I turned down the other position of being a medical director and... Um, we went full bore for this new facility, which wound up being TLC. January 3rd, 2011, we opened up and saw one patient. Well done. And boy, what did we take care of that Woo! one patient, man. She had Great the, bedside manner. The, the, the <laughs> blankets were fluffed. The pillow was piled. <laughs> <love> it. <laughs> it went from one patient to two to four to 10 to 12 to 20 to 40 to 70 to 110 at, at one point. A day. And yeah. And it went... It went Within a year, it had done really well. There was a need, yeah, for primary it's care huge in Corpus Christi. It's and, huge uh, need, yeah. We met we met that need and then some with TLC, and I'm so glad I did it because I uh, that that exercise and faith that faith muscle. That's all of it is. It's the faith muscle. Yeah. Comfortable, thirty years retire, yeah. go go to Florida and go golf, you know, or yes, you take this huge risk, knock it out of the park, and and. Take the, the rocket ride up to where God wants you to go. That's right. Is he, are you going to trust him enough in your life to ride the rocket? Or are you going to trust him More enough octane. to ride this this comfortable yeah. you know, BMW car here that's going to, you know where that ends. That's it. You know where that ends. That's it. That was another Matrix moment, by the way. I love it. I'd love to you jump know, When it was that. raining, you know, and yeah. he, he goes, Neo, don't jump out of the car. And you know, one of the one of the characters looked at him, and he goes, "You know where that road leads. You know where that road ends. Yeah. Stay in the car. Come on. You know where this one. This one's exciting." And that to me was the, uh, another pivotal time. You know, all these little moments in your mind. Yeah. That was that was the thought process I had at the time. I know where that road ends. I want this road. You know I what? I, stay in the car. You know what I love about um, your story is, you know, when I first came into town. Uh, back in 2011, we had heard about, we were visiting churches and there's a, there's this young man, probably, probably, yeah, I say young man, probably forties with his two little kids and he was getting baptized. And the pastor was telling about how there, there's this new urgent care starting in, in Cal Allen area region. Was it Cal Allen or? or it was actually uh, the, the South side was South our side. first one, for our side. very first but facility. But they were talking about it and I said, man, this is so cool. And because it was such a brand new thing. And this was in 2011. Yeah. And um, so there was correlation. These these guys must have been working with your group. And, you know, 10 years later, I get to meet you. Yeah. But but I remember it launching and we didn't know each other, but I remember it launching. And I'm thinking, man, this, that's really cool. And it's Christian based. Yeah. These guys are men of faith. Uh, TLC is the Lord's care. 
mm-hmm. right? The uh, the Lord's Clinic. The Lord's Clinic. Yeah, oh, and, yeah. And I just think yeah, I think I'm, about I'm that. just a steward of this business. And I think that's what's huge about this is that your your group and you and your team, you and your wife and and your family, um, you guys, I, I don't like the word give back because uh, I just I don't like that word at all because it implies that you took something that wasn't yours. You guys with with your company and your businesses, you guys sew back into the community. Yes. in so many different ways yes. and it just reminds us that you know what we have is not ours it's yeah. really not ours we're just stewards now we get to take yeah. care of our family really well with the resources that we've generated yeah. because but god's helped us to do that and he's enabled us to do that but yes. you yes. you guys practice that you truly are stewards yes. of these resources yes. even yes. even with your businesses not yes. just your personal income your, your paycheck but it's with your companies and i think mm-hmm. that's so awesome um that you continue uh, to sow into the community and the faith community. Um, yes. You guys are part of a lot of different things. Yes. Um, and I'm just, uh, I'm, it's exciting to see where you're at right now mm-hmm. um, and where you're going to be in another 10 years. Yes. And, what, and however the next hurdle that gets presented before you yeah. and you're like, oh, I could jump that. Because yeah. the Holy Spirit's one who prompts us with those hurdles, those barriers. You're like, you yes. may not know it right now, and I mean this sincerely, maybe it's kind of speaking prophetically, but there's there's the next thing is going to present itself. And mm-hmm. and I am almost certain you're going to be like, say I won't. Say I can't. <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, it's kind of your story. Absolutely. It's kind of your story. Absolutely. Absolutely. Man, it's, it, always, it's always taking those perceived, you know, periods of you can't do that you're not supposed to do that that's not for you to that's do it's not for you to do that's, that's not that's the other guy yeah that that to me is is complete opposite fuel <laughs> it's opposite of the kingdom it's kingdom yeah. mind kingdom mind is you know the world fear. thinks that the, the world is fueled by fear yes, and that's absolutely. that's the, the father of this We've world lived through fear the last three years yeah that's right yeah fear-based right yeah. Uh, and so fear-based living is is not good for your health i'm sure you could talk absolutely. about that absolutely uh, absolutely but kingdom the kingdom mindset is um you know i, I know that you're not you you feel as though you're not prepared for this but um you are you are equipped I'm with you. This is the Holy Spirit speaking. I am with you, and and we are going to do this together. If you want to, if you want to stay in the car and 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 do this together, yeah, right, yes. Uh, or you can get out and just turn around, and and always wonder what it would have been like. You know where that road ends. Yeah, that's yep. it. Yeah. So yep. it's so much better for us, you know, as we wrap up and and we just take a minute to kind of reflect on this. It's so much better for us to get in the car with the Holy Spirit yep. and say, look, let's go together. Let's yeah. get on, like you said, get on the rocket, right? Let's, hey, let's let's ride this thing vertical. Yeah, faith is the substance of things that are not seen. Yeah, so well okay, said. Okay, so he's asking you to do things that are not seen right now. But they but they exist. But they, but exist, they exist in the heavenly realm. That's right. And we speak them. I spoke so that back true. in 2005. I love that, yeah. And I, re- I, I was reminded of that, you know, a couple of days ago. Just thinking about, yeah, I was praying for that way before. Way before. You got to pray about it. You absolutely yeah. got to pray about it. You know, and walk it out. Speak the, the, it. Speak it out. Speak, speak it, it. Speak it into existence. It's a great point. Yeah. Uh, you you confess it with your mouth. Yes. And then you believe it. Now, uh-huh. at that point, you you start confessing it with your mouth. You believe it here. Yeah. It takes root here. Like yes. you know what? I really can do that. But yes. now, if it stops there, it can't stop there. Then it actually literally has to do intangible steps. Make the phone call. You know, start call the that next person. Thing. Yeah, that's, that's right. That's in your life that's for it. some reason that you didn't know about. Now you know why that person's in your life. That's it. Okay, that's not exa- to use that person. No, but you engage. But to utilize with that relationship to further the kingdom of God. I love that, man. Yes. That's that's what's so cool yeah. about all of this. Um, you know, you know, I'm a builder. My background oh. is is home remodeling, handyman, to the oh. point of now. One day, I, I think about it, it's like, man, one, I, I want to build a house. This is when I was just starting. I'd love to build a house. Yeah. Or I'd love to, man, look at that. Man, I'd love to build that shopping center. Yeah. yeah. Man. Yeah. But I was just this lowly guy just, you know, fixing people's houses so I could feed my family. Yeah. And to that point, but God set that in my mind, If, if but why not? But why, why not? Why can't you build why that can't, house? Why can't I do that? What's stopping you? What's stopping me? Yeah. And the only thing that's stopping me is me. Yes. Yes. And I think that's the whole premise the here. Is that we stop ourselves? We prevent ourselves. If we have a living, walking relationship, tangible relationship with the living God, nothing really can stop us from moving and advancing in life. Correct. Correct. Thank Correct. you, brother. I appreciate you being here. Thanks for taking time to 
to sit down and, and share your story? Oh, James, yeah. Real quick, let me just, uh, what I'm trying to do now is give that same entrepreneurial fire to the next generation with Come football on. teams. Generational. And I want Talk them to, to see the hurdles for what they are. They're self-imposed. You jump them. Get up. Do what God has called you to do. Be yeah. the man in your family, in your life, and in this community. Because ultimately, we need people that are following Christ. That's it. Succeeding so in our well community. Said. So that's, well said. That's my new mission. Is this with the the organization? Uh, multiple. Stayed? Yeah. Multiple different Name organizations. Uh, Child Evangelism Fellowship. Okay. Um, I'm working with Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Yes. I'm independently talking from through my business, my influence with business. Yes, this is how it works. I buy I love high it. school students breakfast. Okay, that's my it. entry into. Isn't this great? Coach, tacos, coach. Let me let me buy your players tacos before the game. It's so simple, but it's Talk huge. for five or ten minutes, impactful. and then we'll go from there. Isn't that awesome? And I pour what I can pour into these young men before. Before they see these obstacles and start saying, "No, oh, I can't do that. I can't do that. I can't do that." No, you can. You, you can, can do, do that. We need you to do that. I love Corpus this. Christi needs you to do that. This is awesome. Yeah. So using the yes. influence that we have, they they are they're they're the influence that we have in the community as business owners, as business leaders, yes. as community leaders, opens the door wide up. As successful entrepreneurs, it yes. opens the door wide open for for the advancement of the good news. Yes. And we can reach people with that success that we that we've gained. Yes. And I'm talking about the people here. Yeah, you might live in a different state. I mean, you, this is you know national, international. But the point is, is that the principles are true for all of us. Yes. Use whatever platform we have to advance the good news, the message that God loves us, He sees us, and He wants you to be your to excel, to grow in, in faith, to grow in faith, Christ to know Him. Yes. yes, I love it, man. Absolutely. Again, thank you again, um, everybody. Thanks for taking a minute to uh, to listen and to and to watch online. Uh, if you liked what you heard today, please go ahead and like, uh, subscribe, and ring that bell. Uh, I would encourage you to please share this with your friends and your family. Uh, this is a, a nice um, uh, behind the scenes look at how someone goes from. Um, I'd say maybe a poverty mindset to uh, definitely not there anymore. Oh my goodness. And, and the wealth and the, um, the connections that have been made and, and how things continue to grow from, um, from that, that decision that he would trust God and, and see that barrier as fuel to get him to the next place. Uh, I think it's, it's very, uh, encouraging for me to hear this. So thank you again, guys. Uh, we appreciate you. God bless you.